Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. Water. Earth. Fire. Air. You're listening to the Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Clark, and this is Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. My brother and I discovered the new Avatar, an airbender named Aang. And although his airbending skills are great, he has a lot to learn before he's ready to save anyone. But I believe... Aang can save the world. Today, we will be discussing The Legend of Korra, Season 1, Episode 6, titled, And the Winner Is. Now this, this is a fantastic episode. I love this thing. It's so freaking great. Like, this episode, it is a lot of things. It is the culmination of the Pro Bending Championships plotline. It is an explosive turning point for the main Equalists conflict. It is the first significant character piece for Lin Beifong. And best of all, It is a complete departure from the shitty melodrama of the past couple episodes. They ignore it entirely, and surprise, surprise, it makes for the best episode of the season so far. Gee, I wonder why. It's almost as if their intense focus on crappy... Love quadrangle melodrama was holding it back from being an amazing show. Huh. <laughs> okay, let's just get into this because there is a lot to unpack here. So the episode begins. They're training for Wolf Bat Fight. Uh, the finals match against the Wolf Bats. Fire Ferret's really confident that they're going to win. And then Amon's voice comes on the radio and ruins everything. And is like, I want you to cancel the Pro Bending Championship match. Or there will be consequences. So then they all go over to... City Hall, they all barge in on the council and are like, hey, assholes, don't cancel the match. You're letting Amon win. Also, we really want to fight in the championships, but mostly you're letting Amon win. And, like, I, I, I do kind of love that you have this moment where... Even Tarlock is like, yeah, I can't put innocent lives in danger for the sake of my fight with Amon. So, yeah, I'm kind of screwed. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not letting it happen. 
But then Chief Beifong comes in and is like, Hey, uh, I can provide security on every aspect of that arena. Just let the championship match happen. And I can protect everyone. And then Tarlock's kind of like, I have a scapegoat in case everything goes wrong. Okay, we'll let the championship match happen. That slimy asshole! Good God! But anyway, the championship match is happening. Uh, They're not letting him on win. Uh, I also love this little moment where Korra tries to ask Tenzin, like, hey, why does Lin hate the Avatar so much? Why does what did Aang do to make Beifong hate the Avatar so much? And Tenzin's like, "Oh, it's nothing. My father did. Uh, her issues are with me." And then I love this moment where Korra just like it clicks all in her head, and she's like, "Oh, you two were a couple. Pema stole you from Beifong." And see. This is how you deal with this. This is how you deal with this type of thing. Like, you don't spend an entire episode piling on. You just have this one throwaway, almost funny moment. Actually, genuinely funny moment. Where it's just, like, totally innocent. They're nonchalant about it. And it's just used for laughs. And also, actually does... Provide a tiny bit of depth to Beifong. Like, this is actually stuff that forwards character and doesn't just stop the story in its tracks. Like, they spend two minutes on it, and then it's forgotten about for the rest of the episode. That is significantly better than what we got over the past two episodes. But I love just Tenzin, like, freaking out. Over the fact that Korra now knows this. Like, who told you? Your wife. I'll have to have a talk with her. And then Tenzin's just like, Pema didn't steal her from me. We were growing apart for some time. And that just starts going on all this monologue on why his relationship with Beifong failed. And then he's like, wait, why am I telling you this? And then he just walks away. (laughs) I love everything about this. I love Korra's satisfaction at this moment. I love Tenzin just just trying to defend himself to no avail, just flailing around, trying to get off the topic. I love everything about this moment. It's so good. It's so good, and it's how you do this type of subplot right, quite honestly. Uh, so Beifong has all our metal benders around the arena. Uh, they're doing this security check. Uh, Tenzin and Beifong come to an agreement of like, hey, can you not be a bitch for tonight? <laughs> Given that we're fighting Amon. And Beifong's like, okay, fine. And so then the finals begin. And both the Fire Ferrets and the Wolf Bats make this big show of their entrances. Bolin has Pabu doing some tricks. The Wolf Bats howl and stuff. And I 
I freaking love this sequence. I freaking love this sequence of Fire Ferrets versus Wolf Bats. The pro-bending match to remember for all of time. Like, it's a really amazingly crafted sequence. Uh, I love the added level of difficulty, the added level... Like, the added hurdle of the wolf bats have obviously paid off the refs. The wolf bats have obviously paid off the referees to get them to win so they can play dirty and win more easily. I love that. It just makes the sequence, like, it makes the sequence stand out among the several pro-bending fights we've gotten over the season so far. Because we've gotten, like, what? Four up until this point? Like, at that point, you gotta diversify. At that point, you gotta figure out how to make this final stand out. You gotta figure out how to make this championship game stand out. And that's what this is. That's what this decision to make, like, hey, the Wolf Bats have paid off the refs so they can fight dirty. Like, that's an extra hurdle. That's a monkey wrench in the system. That's where you can make this sequence be different. And they play around with all the different calls that can be made, all the different moves that can be done, all the different challenges they can face very, very well. Like, Tano does ice. And... That's illegal, but they allow it. They put water with rocks in it and throw it at them. And that causes a knockout. If I remember correctly. Was that the knockout or was that the false knockout? I'm already forgetting this episode. God damn it. Clearly I don't know Legend of Korra as well as Avatar The Last Airbender, but whatever. Like, I love these... Little flourishes of, yeah, they're just blatantly fighting dirty, and the refs are not picking up on it. Also, I love how Tenzin's just yelling at the refs, because he's recently gotten all into pro-bending. <laughs> it's so great. It's so awesome. Uh, of course, though, Firefirts lose, because Wolf Bats fought dirty and paid off the refs. Which... Assholes. Just flat out assholes. And then immediately, the Equalists attack. And this whole third act Equalist attack sequence is so freaking phenomenal. Uh, I love the slow motion shots of. All the Equalists pulling their masks over their faces and then getting out electric gloves. Tenzin slowly realizing, oh no, an Equalist attack is about to begin. And then they use these electric freaking gloves to shock everybody. Beifeng and Tenzin go down. All the metal bending security people go down. Like, they're just brutally taking out pretty much everything, pretty much everyone 
they can. And I especially love... <laughs> I especially love the commentator in the booth commentating on how one of the equalists is about to shock him. <laughs> in impressive detail. I am currently wetting my pants. <laughs> I love it. It's such a funny moment in what is otherwise a really terrifying... Honestly, like, we're watching the equivalent of a terrorist attack. We're watching the Avatar equivalent of a terrorist attack. And yet they found a way to put some levity in it. That's how good these shows are. I love it. So then Amon shows up. And what does he do immediately? He takes away the wolf bats bending. Immediately. And then he gives his whole speech of Benders are oppressing non-benders. But now we have leveled the playing field with modern technology. Also, I've taken away the bending of your pro-bending champions, so that's a thing. And just giving this big, long speech about how the revolution has begun. The Equalist Revolution has started. The Equalists are now ready to fight back. They are no longer reacting. They are ready to go to war. While this is happening, of course, the Fire Ferrets, uh, Korra, Bolin, and Mako are all tied up. Literally, they're, they're tied up. That wasn't a metaphor of, oh, they're all tied up on this thing. They're, they're, there's literally ropes around their bodies tying them to a post, and they are trapped via being tied up. Uh, so Pabu chews through the restraints, and then Korra goes to fight Amon as he's making his big, epic airship escape. Uh, Beifong comes to as this is happening as well. So what you get is this really amazing fight with Korra and Beifong versus... Amon and his equalists. And they're having this epic rooftop fight. It's amazing. It is really, really fantastic. Oh, by the way, during the finals match, uh, Tenzin did say that Korra and Beifong are a lot alike. And if Beifong gave Korra a chance, like, maybe they could get along. This fight... It's a very good non-verbal communication of that. This this fight is a very good non-verbal showcase of what Korra and Beifong can do together if they stop being incredibly abrasive towards one another. Like, this team-up of Korra and Beifong versus the Equalists is really, really awesome. And it creates this nice development of their relationship of like, yeah, usually we hate each other, but we need to fight Equalists now. We gotta do this. Also, make a pretty good team. 
Not gonna lie. Cora Beifong? Make a pretty good fighting duo. Maybe if Beifong was in this pro-bending match, they would have won. <laughs> I'm calling you out, Bolin! You're the reason they lost! You're the reason the Fire Ferrets lost! It should have been Beifong! And not you! <laughs> Uh, but they have this amazing, amazing fight, which is a really, really well-executed sequence. But, of course, it is not enough to stop Amon from getting away. Amon does, in fact, leave having successfully attacked the pro-bending arena. And then we get our ending of Tenzin and Beifong acknowledging that the entire city has been played. And then Tenzin giving the last line... Republic City is at war. It's all kicking off! It's all kicking off now! Like, it's just... Full-on Republic City versus Equalists. All-out war. 100%. You're all screwed. So yeah, that's what we'll be doing over the next week or so it's worth of episodes a little more than a week's worth of episodes because there's only six more in this season this is a 12 episode season so seven eight nine and nine, nine, twelve basically from tomorrow to next wednesday that's what we'll be doing that's what we'll be covering uh the war with the equalists in republic city that should be fun that should be a nice clean not at all terrifying plotline. <laughs> also, uh, if there was any doubt that Amon is the scariest dude on the planet, I think this episode probably proved that he is indeed the scariest dude on the planet. I'll just leave it with that. This is much better <laughs> than yesterday's episode. I'm very happy that we now get to talk about this improvement from... The worst episode in all of Avatar to this really, really amazing turning point in the season. Because good God, that last episode, it was terrible. It was really, really bad. But this was real good. Anyway, uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archive, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows, and you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I will play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support this show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow, we will be discussing The Legend of Korra, Season 1, Episode 7. Talk to you then.